0: We got Verizon 5G home internet. It's from Verizon. Safe choice, right? Well, some things that look great end up being not so great. Like the time you bought a shrimp roll from a gas station. Ugh. Or when you bought that used sports car. <laughs> what about when we got Billy that drum set? The point is Verizon 5G Home Internet sounded great. But turned out to be something else. And we deserve fast, reliable internet. We deserve Xfinity. It's time for better internet. Switch to Xfinity. Learn more at Xfinity.com slash Verizon 5G Facts. Hi, this is Marissa Meyer. And this is Delaney. And this is Sloan. And you're listening to the Prince Kai Fan Pod. Yep. Da 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 <laughs> hello and welcome to another episode of prince kai fan pod a marissa meyer book club podcast where captain is king marissa is queen and i am your host bethany finger this episode is brought to you by Rampy and crew patron supporters thank you please welcome back no. <laughs> <laughs> hello what? it's my former co-host <laughs> i know i'm so excited to be back it What's it feel like to be back when you, like, cause you used to do this with me every week. So what's it feel like when you like randomly get to pop in? I
1: love it. I honestly was yeah. doing it with you every week. I I want to come back more often.
0: Yeah. I wish you could, but I, it's hard with schedules and work and yeah. Plus gonna yeah. do stuff on Patreon still, so. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So what have you been up to? Um, so I switched positions at my job, so I'm in a safer place um i am currently working as css or commander support staff so i am just kind of the face of my unit now and right now i'm going to school i'm going to non-commissioned officer academy and that'll get done here shortly and i'm very excited about that and just like today i had a spurge of energy which is great i loved it i had we did PT. We played basketball. I did very terribly, per the huge. And so I came home and I cleaned the house a little bit. And then I accidentally knocked my aloe plant over. So I hope it mm-hmm. doesn't die on me. <laughs> so if anybody has any recommendations on how to re-aliven an aloe plant, please, you know, hit me up. Because uh, I knocked it from like six feet up <laughs> onto the floor. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I also, yeah, I had a. Cactus and Jazzy knocked that over. I think she didn't like it because she couldn't sniff it all the time because it kept poking her in those. Jazzy is my dog, and she she knocked it over, and she's grumpy right now because I closed the window, so she doesn't bark during our recording. Bethany, Aww.
0: what have you been Well, up you know to? what, my boys, Bob, you know, they pop in all the time, so it's fine. I miss your boys. They're such good, do- like such such good boys. They were so happy yeah. when I came home. I got I got toys and stuff when I walked in. Oh, Because for those of you listening, I got home from work like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> so Beowulf brought me a toy and Scant brought me the ball. And oh,
1: They're so good. They're very good boys. Jazzy just yells at me when I come home. She just sits there and barks at me. I'm like, what? And then she aggressively herds me towards the door for walkies. Oh, Well, yeah. walkies
0: are important.
1: We do like our walkies.
0: Yeah. Okay, so you and I were talking about this before we hit record. So now we're going to talk about it while we're recording. What have you been listening to? Not what have you been reading, but like what are you listening to?
1: So the podcast that I'm listening to right now and that I am obsessed with is called (laughs) This Podcast Will Kill You. And 100%, (laughs) if you guys go listen to it, you will hear, I think, what I hear when bethany and i and talk uh the two <laughs> ladies that talk they're both call- they're both named Aaron, so the Aarons. when they talk their interactions are very much like bethany and i and so like completely a- disjointed <laughs> no it's very sweet it's Aww, it i love it it. It, ma- it makes me miss you but yeah that's what i've been listening to what have you been listening to
0: I am obsessed with this podcast called Brunch with the Halliwells, where they oh. do a, like an episode by episode rewatch of Charmed.
1: Oh my gosh, I am actually rewatching Charmed right now.
0: Oh my god, me too. I'm in season six.
1: Uh I don't remember what season
0: I'm in. I'd have to
1: go look, but
0: yeah, that would I'm... be a fun podcast to do. Like every episode of Charmed. Oh my gosh. Right, it would just oh be me gosh. crushing on Chris for the entire like fifth and sixth season. <laughs> I, yeah, he came, he came on the screen when I was watching it, and I was like, Quentin, I had his poster in my bedroom. <laughs> of course, <laughs> you did. I was gonna marry him and Logan Eccles from Veronica Mars. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. Yeah, so you know, it's um, it's a really great podcast. It's so so funny and so smart, and they're constantly like pointing out things that i don't know or didn't think of and they share like a lot of really fun behind the scenes stuff one of them has a transatlantic accent which i always find like really pleasant to listen to yeah um so yeah it's it's a very great podcast they're actually it's an older podcast because right now they're covering the comic books which oh. came out years after the show ended. So they've, they're they way ahead of me. I've got dozens of episodes to catch up <laughs> on, but I, I'm like obsessed. I listen to, even on like my 10 minute break at work, I'll like sit in my car and listen to it while I eat my little Rice Krispies.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I mean, my 15 minute ride to work, I listen to my podcast, which is hours long. And I sit here and play Stardew Valley. Yay! While listening
0: to it. Yeah. Love you. I like to crochet while I do it, but I am currently reading something. What are you reading? I have to tell everyone about it. So this book is by one of my favorite authors. I will tell you in a moment. (laughs) That's a very good guess. I know. (laughs) It's by one of my favorite authors. It's named after a Taylor Swift song and it has a purple cover. (gasps) oh yeah you guys this book spoke to me (laughs) so it's called Enchanted to Meet You by Meg Cabot and it comes out in August I was able to get an early copy because I'm on Edelweiss and you can go on there and request early like e-copies and you can like give them a little speech as to why and they'll you know they'll decide whether or not you want to read it And so that's basically what I said. I was like, it's named after a Taylor Swift song. It has a purple cover. It's by one of my favorite authors. Like, you have my full attention.
1: Awesome. (laughs) But
0: it's so, 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 so sweet. It's an adult rom-com about a cottage witch trying to save her town from, like, negative cosmic energy. And it's actually pretty facturistic factually accurate in terms of um, like Wiccan culture so far but I'm only about eight chapters in and I know sometimes with these books they sort of go on their own um, I don't know adventure with Wiccan culture to try and make it you know more entertaining so but right now I'm actually very impressed with how um, factual it is well like even just the fact that she refers to herself as a cottage which feels kind of organic to me you know yeah yeah
1: there's there's so many many schools of thought so I don't know get into it too much but you know my favorite quote I think I've said it to you before you ask ten Wiccas what wicca is you're going to get 11 answers Yeah
0: I think well, you told just, me that before Yeah
1: it's just it's nice it's nice to have it, there's a lot of lot of good
0: positive like witchcraft
1: Yeah I feel like it's so
0: out. I yeah. feel like one of the reasons you and I are so like spiritually connected in that way is because Roma is so incredibly similar and has such similar, um, like like metaphysical energy and and cultural like crossover and customs and things like that. So I feel like one of the reasons you and I connect so easily is because we both have that like earthiness at our core. Yep. Oh my
1: gosh, you would love it. I am trying to grow plants out here. Like I'm <gasps> trying to grow because herb. you can't
0: see, but it. I get concerned because you can't have peppermint. So, like, my brain is like, okay, you need thyme, peppermint, and lavender to protect your home. And you can't have any of those. Nope. <laughs> I can't. Can you but, do marigolds?
1: Um, I would put marigolds out there if I wasn't also, like, doing, um, what do you call them? Edible foods. Oh, yeah. So okay. I'm trying to do herbs and things like that because marigolds, unfortunately,
0: can kill you. They can, but outside your home, they offer protection. Yeah. I'm going to see if I can get I don't know. There's miracle. all kinds of, like, well, not rules, but, like, old old wives' tales or whatever you want to call them, I guess. I yeah.
1: don't know if
0: they work. I have crystals surrounding my house. I like to think it works, but who knows? I got all stuff. I don't have any me proof me. that it doesn't
1: work. I got all sorts of fun stuff around here. Right. Yeah.
0: I got my, my
1: protection rock hidden somewhere. I already told Brandon, I was like, hey, if you find the protection rock, just you know, re-hide it. It's like, yeah. What? <laughs>
0: oh. what? um To keep it on, I want to keep it on, Brian. So which one of our characters from the Lunar Chronicles do you think would be like more open to Wicca and metaphysical? Because I have an idea.
1: Oh, man. Hmm. That's such a good question. Right? Gosh. I don't even know.
0: I feel like winter for sure. I feel
1: like winter is a good one, but I also think, like, Scarlet could also be part of that because,
0: you know, she's so down to earth and, like... And she grew up on a farm, so she understands the the importance of plants and stuff. Yeah, I could see that. You took the words right out of my mouth. Like, <laughs> this is why like half of our conversation I know I feel like there was one time Quentin was like, "How do you guys know what you're saying cuz we finish each other's sentences so frequently that it's, it's it's difficult to follow the train of thought sometimes."
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, we're just we're just that it way. It works
0: for us. Um, it does. Yeah, I would I I agree with that for Scarlett. I think the most skeptical would be Jason. Oh, absolutely. He's skeptical about um, everything though. Right? But I think of the men who would be most open to it, it probably would be Wolf because he's so incredibly open to everything. That I feel like this would just be one more thing where he's like, Huh, it's kinda like tomatoes. I didn't know about it, so tell me everything.
1: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Tomatoes. I wanna I actually have the thing to grow tomatoes, so Yay!
0: So when I come over, I get it like a tomato salad. Okay. And I have to to say it's the best part before I take a bite. (laughs) (laughs) We'll put a video on Instagram and everything. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Okay. So let's talk about some fan art Friday. Our first one is from elo.s.art on Instagram. And it is of Winter and Jason with a Artemisia backdrop with kind of a I don't know, an arch over it. I think it's supposed to be the dome that that houses Artemisia. But Winter yeah. is like big old smile and waving and Jason is there. He exists. <laughs> <laughs> He's just there. He, he kind of has like, no, there's not a smile. He's just kind of no. there. Yeah. I see it as it's like... Like a, ch- like a smirky smile, I guess. Right? Yeah.
1: Just like a mm, smile.
0: <laughs> I don't know yeah. if that's a real like
1: term, but... I <laughs> I actually really like I I adore both of the fan do, art. Yeah. they're a very nice pairing. And I like the detail of the stars in the background and the earth. But I specifically like what drew me was the Jason's eyes directed towards Winter, and I just yeah. feel it just feels very authentic. To always watching her, the book. Yep, always watching and always yeah. they're protecting.
0: So sweet too.
1: Yeah. Ugh, they're just so also pies. <laughs> the fingers look great. Fingers are the worst yeah. in the entire world to draw, and you did a fantastic job.
0: Yeah, especially fingers. because like that's why a lot of TV shows the hands will always have three fingers because it's just easier to create. Mm-hmm. But yeah, these are hers and his on her waist. You can see all four fingers. Yeah, and even his thumb. Yeah, so yeah. They're they are did a phenomenal job. Can I say that I really like what she's wearing? Like, I love the simplistic white dress. Like, I could see them going to homecoming or something. Oh, <laughs> yes, I think that's
1: a staple for winter is that just yeah. that simplicity
0: of, of I her? like it though I love simple well depends on my mood right like yesterday I wore a skirt with with lemons all over it but oh. I so most of the time I prefer like really I love earthy tones and like really um like minimalist in terms of clothing and outfits just depending on what's going on because sometimes I do want to like I want my outfit to represent what's going on that day yeah
1: yeah. I wear whatever's comfortable. Yeah, right now I'm in my jam jams, so I'm I'm in like uh, my mother-in-law gave me this dress and it's gray and it's very comfortable. I am in
0: my those puppy dog jam jams that Quentin bought me. Oh. So yeah, because that's what I do when I get off of work. You guys, I come home and the my, I I immediately put my my jam jams on and get a glass of wine and oh. uh, yeah. Um, so our next fan art is from V I N C underscore R Y. It is also of Jason and Winter because I feel like since we don't get Jason and Winter until this book, we don't have a lot of fan art of them. So I'm probably gonna share a lot more of them in the coming chapters. We're running out of time with this series. Yeah. Um, I I like this one for multiple reasons. One, his hair in the books is always in a ponytail. So I like that it's accurate. I, I think at least half the fan art of him that I see – his hair is kind of tousled like in our first fan art. It's Mm -hmm. not in the sleek ponytail that it is in the book. So I really appreciate that. I like the pendant on his uniform with the little crescent moon. Mm -hmm. And I like that she has a similar pendant on her uh, neck adornment, her necklace. And then the dress kind of reminds me of the Anastasia dress in the the Fox movie from the 90s, that cartoon movie.
1: Yeah. I like the flowiness. And then again, I the little details in the back like the stars and the yeah and the the earth and the or is it the moon I think it's the moon
0: well i want to say it's the moon because it looks like it has craters and i don't see any of the continental shapes of the earth okay. but at the same time the image would be more accurate if it had the earth in the background so yeah but i think i think it's the moon okay
1: yeah, I like it. Uh, I I enjoy the the small details in the background. Again, yeah, you did very well. On the to, I
0: was going <laughs> to say it again to to point out your thing. They they the fingers look great. Actually, his it's mostly knuckles within the glove, which I think are beautifully done.
1: Yeah, and just I like the uh, the uniform too. It's it does mm-hmm. give me that vibe. And both of them actually does give me that vibe of like the space force uniform that he's going to that we're going to it's
0: it's pretty cool i like it (laughs) yeah i'm excited i can't wait to see you in it especially with your new rank oh
1: yeah oh my goodness (laughs) (laughs) that rank is a pain in the butt to sew on i'm just gonna say that
0: oh but you're a seamstress (laughs) yeah
1: i accidentally sewed the two sleeve or the sleeve to itself like two times that sounds like something i would do (laughs) I was rushing through it. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. But yeah, I like the I like the uniform. It's very military.
0: Yeah, and it feels very like um authentic.
1: Authentic and official. And
0: I like I like that her outfit
1: is like flowy, but at the same time it's I don't know, it just feels Formal. like winter.
0: it's yeah. still that
1: it's that pure look for her.
0: I really like her head adornment too. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's very simple as well. Very light. Yeah, so big thank you to both those artists for letting us share your work. And you can find more of their work on Instagram and on the Prince Tham Pod website. Last week, Patreon members got to vote for chapter titles. Chapter 70 is Suit and Tie by Justin Timberlake, which I was really excited about because that's Quentin's version of Taylor Swift. (laughs) Chapter 71 is Kiss Me Slowly by Parachute, and Chapter 72 is Sparks Fly by Taylor Swift, which was suggested by Patreon member Sierra. So snaps for Sierra. (laughs) And you can find the playlist with all of these uh, song titles and the playlist for Cinder, Scarlet, Winter, and Ferris, and Cress all on the Prince Guy FanPod website. So So I did have somebody ask me, like, why do you even bother – making all these, like, chapter titles, and I'm like, there's playlists. So, yeah. like, go listen to the playlist. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so chapter 73. Last week, we left off with Cress and Thorn finally kissing. Finally. Finally. But they're separated by the guards. And we no all really. ran out loud. Absolutely. Like... Yeah, it's I'm super bummed. Oh, I forgot, I forgot, I forgot. I have decided to do a new segment. Oh. So I got this idea because of the the Taylor Swift friendship bracelets that's going around. Mm-hmm. So my idea is, and I don't think it'll work for every chapter, just the chapter where like a lot of them are together. But my idea is a, a make the friendship bracelets theme. And at the end of the chapter, we can discuss who we think was the best friend in the episode and why. Oh, no. okay. Yeah. Sound good? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. Okay, so okay. <laughs> last week, Thorne and Cress were finally kissing, but they got interrupted. Now we are in Jason's perspective. The last time we saw him, he was escaping with Cinder with the Letimosis antidote so he could save Winter and everyone else in that sector. I love this scene. I can picture it so clearly in my head. Like Jason is speeding around these terrains outside the dome with this, this, what I can only assume is like a a moon version of a (laughs) (laughs) go-kart. And he is the... Cinder is like hanging onto the seat and the door while it's rattling all over the place, and the antidotes are just shaking in the background. And Jason is just like, rrr, 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 rrr. <laughs> like just Fast and the Furious, and like not caring about anything. He's just like, I gotta get to my girl. So that yes. I love this whole chapter because that's what I pictured the entire time. I.
1: 100% yes
0: I also saw all of this but I also kind of felt it
1: like you've ever been in that in a, in a car with somebody that just is yeah. like a speed demon <laughs> or like if you've ever driven goat carts or whatever and you're like speeding yeah. like I can feel it on both sides and then yeah I just I love it yeah same yeah and just they are over there complaining the whole time like oh my gosh please
0: stop it no don't stop you're we got precious cargo. <laughs> music crackers, <laughs> <record>, stop it! <laughs> I love that. Like, I love that Marissa took the time to include the fact that Cinder was holding on to like the door frame and the seat, so that we get a visual yeah. of like literally she's holding on to the inside of the car. I feel like I can so clearly picture this whole scene, and I just I love it. And my head cannon is that Jason is listening to like, hello rock music in the background. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's i would mean, love thing. it maybe not hello rock music maybe just like three days grace or something you know but like i would just i would love it if he was just like rocking out this whole time
1: so my fate one of my favorite things to cling to other than the podcast that i talked about earlier is <laughs> the doom soundtrack like that came out and like the 2010s, I don't know what it, which one it is, but it's just very like high speed, and I can clean a house in like 10 or not 10 minutes, but like 30 minutes to an hour. It's
0: great. I love it. That's why I like making these playlists because it's like a soundtrack for the book, you know? Yeah. I'm personally not a fan of roller coasters, so I think I would be very nauseous on this car ride, but I like that we don't really see Cinder being as sympathetic to Jason as I would have liked, considering this is sort of parallel to her running through the city and trying to get to the quarantines to save Peony. Now, I know that she's like uncomfortable because the car is uh, because of the way that the car is traveling. Like I said, I would probably be nauseous too. And I know she's uncomfortable because she's worried about the vials, which there's so many of them that even if one or two broke, I think it would be fine. But I I do feel like she should be a little bit more sympathetic to why he's rushing, considering she was literally seconds away from saving Peony. And it would be just just absolutely horrific if, if Jason was in that same position where he got there just like three seconds too late. That's
1: a good point. I don't really think about that.
0: How long has it
1: been since the beginning of the series? Uh
0: so right now let's check the let's check the timeline because there is a li- a timeline on the wiki. I want to say it's been like three months. Yeah okay August 15th was when Kai visited Lindsender's booth. He he died on August 18th. Okay. Right now, where you and I are in the book, it's November 10th, November 8th, November 10th. So, yeah, three months here, right on the money. Yeah. So, yeah, so three months, yeah, since P and E died. Now, to be fair, we've had so much happened. Like we've had an entire, all of of Scarlet, all of Cress, all of Lavana's story and Ferris, 600 pages of Winter's story. So, I mean, it feels like it's been much longer. It's also been three and a half years since we covered that chapter on the podcast. Um, Because (laughs) later, by the time this episode comes out, the podcast will have celebrated four years, which is... just baffling to me
1: that is oh my god i remember i like
0: kind of can't believe that it's been that long already
1: oh uh, i can't either
0: like yeah i didn't realize that it had been that long yeah four years may 19th which is just ah it's bonkers but so it's it's only been three months now I I feel like I've talked about this before, but I feel like Peony doesn't get enough um, like page time, considering how recent it's been since she died and how close she and Cinder were. And I know that, that it's blamed on, you know, senders on this like I was going to say worldwide, but it's more like a <laughs> it's more like a universe wide exploration to to save. Kai and the kingdom and the world and everything. So I so obviously she is very distracted. But I do wish we had more page time of her dealing with Peony's death. And this does sort of feel like a missed opportunity to draw that parallel and connection. Because I, it's not in the book that Cinder is remembering when they almost lost Peony. I'm remembering yeah. that as a reader, so I do feel like this was a missed opportunity for for Cinder to connect to Jason in that way.
1: Yeah, I think I think that's a good point, especially like in the coming chapter.
0: Yeah, yeah, because we,
1: I, I. I agree with you. I would like to, I would have liked to see that interaction. I think it would have been really impactful to see that, how that could have been, played out.
0: You know, we haven't really seen Jason be a part of the group as a whole. We haven't seen him really like, you know connect and i think that would have been a good opportunity for him and cinder to have sort of created that bond that could spark a friendship obviously they're not going to be like besties painting each other's nails and stuff but um <laughs> i do think it would have been a good opportunity for the two of them to connect in that way and for jason to be as vulnerable as someone like jason could be right
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah that was just it. that was just a thought no, i had
1: it's a good thought and it's something that I hadn't thought about. And I'm glad that you brought it up because it's a Thank different you. perspective that yeah, I I would have enjoyed that too. Damn. It would have it would have felt very authentic.
0: I think it would have humanized Jason.
1: Yeah. I yeah. do have to say I like that there's a little bit of history about Luna on on this. Yes. One.
0: Yes, let's talk about that.
1: Because we talk about... Where is that? Uh, duh, duh, duh. Most of the domes were clumped together in groups, both because they had been easier to build that way back when Luna was being colonized. Or... Colonized. Colonized, man. Yeah, that's uh. a weird one. Oof, words are hard. But also so they could share ports, That connected them to the outside terrain of Luna and allowed this supply, for supply deliveries independent of the underground shuttle system. So it's kind of like they had a contingency plan. Like they have two, like several and And it's kind of nice to see like, hey, oh wow, we actually have a little bit more of a background of what Luna's landscape actually looks like.
0: And there is a history of Luna, a brief history of Luna on Marissa's website. And I do plan on doing an episode. on. Maybe you should be my guest for that one. Yeah. Because I think you know quite a bit more about terraforming than I do. Um, But Quentin knows a ton about terraforming. So maybe I could have you and Quentin be my guest for that one. That'd be fun. Ash and Quentin reunited. (laughs)
1: Right. (laughs) He's always fun to talk to. I know
0: he's so smart. Yes. So yes, yes. basically, Jason endangers himself, Cinder, and the vials. But he does get there. He climbs up the staircase in the terrain speeder, which I think is pretty badass. But again, as I am not a fan of roller coasters, I do understand why Cinder is like, dude, we can totally walk. It's fine. Jason grabs a, a, a vial and beelines for winter, but I'm really glad that Cinder has the forethought to be like, hey, Before you get out of the vehicle, you and I should also take one of these. It, like, reminds me of the put your mask on before you help someone else concept.
1: Absolutely. And you have to be able to put that... You have to put yourself first if you're able to help anyone else. If you're not safe, you can't make sure that somebody else is safe. And... And good on Cinder. Cinder should kiss her brain. By the way, I use that all the time.
0: Yay! Quentin used it the other day, and I was so incredibly proud. Yay! (laughs) So here we see the sector. We finally get into the sector. It's guarded, and they block Jason because he's wearing a guards uniform, right? So they're like, no. I absolutely love Cinder walking in and like, okay, it's fine. He's a friend of Winter's. And they're like, well, he doesn't look like a friend. And Jason's like, uh, she didn't say I was a friend of yours. Like, I, <laughs> I buzzed out laughing. Every time I read that or listen to the audiobook, I'm like, tell him, Jay. <laughs> Jason,
1: you're not helping your cause. She's <laughs> no no,
0: it's so funny and it's so on brand for him. I love yeah. it. It's so on brand for him. <laughs> oh, man. I also love that. When we walk in there, um, Scarlet is like, "Hey, no, prove who you are, because I don't trust anybody on this stupid rock." Yep, I and like it reminds, that. <laughs> it reminds me of um of a couple chapters ago, we saw Torin and Kai do something similar, so that they would so that they would know they weren't being manipulated. So I really I love that she comes in and she's like, "Where did we first meet?" A hundred percent. It
1: always reminds me of Harry Potter.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What's my, what do I call you when we're alone? Molly Wally. Yep. <laughs> but here's, here's my problem. I absolutely love when stories do this movies, books, TV shows. I think it's a great thing to include. However, I have no idea what I would ask people to clarify who they are so that like okay, no one else would ever possibly know this because my brain thinks of something and then I'm like, anybody could guess that or would already know it, you know? Huh. So I'm like, what would I ask Quentin? And then everything I think of, I'm like, well, most people would probably know the answer to that because Quentin and I are pretty open people.
1: There are a few things that only Brandon knows that I could ask him.
0: I mean, um... I could I could say a bunch of stuff as long as no one else was listening. <laughs> yeah. But there's there's, uh, there I have some things what about me and you do we have things we have things yeah
1: we definitely have things for sure
0: Yeah, (laughs) I I do kind of like this idea though I love the idea of them kind of connecting in this way Uh and just like okay well winter Uh was already tricked and now we're all dying so let's before we just let somebody walk in here like, I have the I have the elixir, I have the vaccine, let me help, let's like double check that they're not about to play with us.
1: Yeah, I mean... So, I love Scarlet. Yeah, one of the things that just popped in my head is, how did you rearrange all of your furniture in the first house in Biloxi? <gasps> yeah,
0: there we go. That's a good one, because only like three people ever came to that house, and one yep. of them was me, and one of them was Quentin, so...
1: Yeah, and I was I was there a lot. So like that was that's one thing. Yeah,
0: I like that idea. That's a good one. I was gonna say for you would be what did Quentin say to me to let me know that you and I would be besties.
1: Oh uh, that's a good one.
0: Right? We're not gonna say like, this
1: because nobody needs to know. No,
0: because <laughs> what if, we, what if we get kidnapped or, we get <laughs> or something? Like yep. <laughs> I I need to make sure that we have this information. So no, we are not going to say the answer. You're welcome no. to speculate.
1: Oh yeah, you guys can speculate all day long. <laughs> speculate all day long. <laughs> it was so, yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah,
0: but I do love Scarlett in this scene. This is why Scarlett is probably one of the most genuine badass characters that Marissa has ever written because she just she just takes charge of situations so quickly so quickly and I love that the wolf soldiers are like guarding her she's bossing everybody around like and I don't mean bossing in a bad way I don't like that that word has negative connotation like if you want to be a boss be a boss and that's exactly what Scarlet is she's being a leader yeah she's she's directing there you go she's doing Ashley here with the proper vocabulary it's like (laughs) I'm going to school for it (laughs) 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 Take a
1: <laughs> <laughs> no but really that's what she does she takes charge of it and yeah you're right make sure that it, i i think she's the one of the best written support characters in any book yeah. that i've re- ever read because she understands she understands what her uh friends yeah i guess it's the the most appropriate term her friends need of her at that moment. And she's like, I have the skill to do this. I'm just going to do it. And then she just does it. And it's great. I love it. And we, I mean, I have friends like that. And I do that myself sometimes.
0: I think you're that in our friendship. I think I am. (laughs) Like between me and you. Like I think that you are that person for the two of us. When I am
1: feeling like
0: myself. Well, that's like. true. I feel like maybe you and I have one of those friendships where we both can take charge depending on the scenario and what the other person is like capable of at that time.
1: Yeah, it's more yeah. fluid, but yeah,
0: yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> anywho, necrosis <laughs> has spread throughout the entire sector, and Scarlet and Strom organized the distribution of the antidote. They find winter in this glass tank, which has been turned into a shrine with flowers and twigs and branches. Um, side note, daisies are my favorite flowers. So I'm super happy that they popped up in this in this scene. I don't know where they got daisies from because it's the moon and I don't understand terraforming. But I'm really glad that they found their way into this series.
1: Mm-hmm. Jason
0: realizes that Levana was right and the people do love winter enough that she could take the crown. Oh, yeah. That's something we talked about several times throughout the series, but I think it's important that Jason has this realization because when Lavana told him, like, dude, you got to kill Winter. She's going to take my crown. Jason literally thought she was crazy. He thought she was paranoid, insane. Like, the inner monologue he had during that chapter was very indicative. And so I feel like this is kind of. I don't know, perfect for him to, to for him to see this and have this realization.
1: Well, so it's funny that you make mention of that cuz a threat to her stepmother's crown I have underlined and I said she is <laughs> just that's it. That's all I have. She is. But we already knew it all along because of just how pure and good she is. I look at her fan art because it it does do really good job of like the color theory
0: yeah i agree that's a good one so yeah like here's the inner monologue from jason it's on page 220 of the winter hardcover horror filled up jason's chest and this time he couldn't disguise it she was psychotic he'd never seen her vanity and greed and envy inflame her like this she'd become irrational and her anger was directed at winter so So he literally thought that she was paranoid, irrational, psychotic for for thinking that winter could be a threat to her crown, and then now Jason sees firsthand that that actually is true, yeah, because to a certain to a certain degree, I think, because the people in Artemisia would not have the same support for her, but
1: to reflect on that, to go on to page six seventeen to Jason, Jason paused to take in the sight thinking maybe Lovana wasn't paranoid at all. Maybe the people really did love Winter enough that she was a threat to her stepmother's crown, despite not having royal blood. So just Perfect. that. Yeah. I'm glad it's you almost wrote that. An
0: exact, <laughs> like, it's almost like an exact mirror of what he said, or what yeah. his inner monologue was before. And mm-hmm. I love that realization. And I think it's essential for Jason as a character to develop and to truly obviously he loves winter but i don't think he necessarily appreciates her and sees her with all her potential and capabilities the way that scarlet does it's, so yeah. i think this is a good opportunity for him to see just how much power she could have or does have basically because yeah she
1: holds so much she holds power in a different way than what jason and scarlet hold mm-hmm and the way that she carries herself and treats other people that's that's where her power is her power is in her silence
0: ooh that's beautifully said ugh oh, i love that her power is in her silence that could be like a that could be painted on the walls <laughs> <laughs> the doctor upstages jason and says that the antidote still might not work and if it doesn't she'll die within an hour Jason is pessimistic, of course, right? Because all logical thinkers have a tendency to be a little pessimistic. But he he does let the tank drain. He's impatient, but he waits for the tank to drain. He's trying not to get his hopes up. Um, and I love this part. He has fantasies of a future that he's worried they won't be able to have. Waking up next to her every day. That, to me, is like so much sweeter than someone being like, Hey, I love you. You know what I mean? Like, this is a yeah. moment of just pure, this is more than I love you. This is more than I want to spend my life with you. This is more than let's get married. This is, I, I want every morning with you. And I think that that just speaks so much louder than some of those more, um, I don't know, common phrases like I love you. Oh, I,
1: it it feels right because that's how I feel with my husband.
0: Yeah. Like, which is why TDYS and deployments are so difficult.
1: Yeah, because I miss waking up with him next to me every day.
0: I'll come over. <laughs> okay, Jazzy doesn't settle. cuddle. Um, well, that's okay. Scamp doesn't really cuddle unless he's in the mood for it, right? So, yeah, that's okay. Be- I like <laughs> I
1: like Beowell's cuddles. He just kind oh, of I know sm- right on you.
0: Yeah, Beowulf has no idea that he weighs sixty pounds. He'll he'll just lay right on top of you, and it's actually really sweet. He weighs a lot, but it's actually really sweet. The chapter ends with she wakes up. Jason says, "Hey, trouble," which is so cute, and then he tells her to drink, which gives me like Alice in Wonderland vibes. Uh, but that's that's where our chapter ends. What did you think of chapter seventy three? I enjoyed it.
1: I really did. I think it was good emotional roller coaster since we have that roller coaster theme already yeah. for jason because we go through of him you know oh my god i gotta get there i need to save her life and then we get there and all of a sudden it's like oh they're not letting me i'm gonna brr at them and be myself <laughs> i love and it then it's so on brand her, he sees her and he kind of like stops and is like oh And starts, like, thinking about what future could look like if she does survive. And you see, while he's pessimistic, he's also got that little shining hope still. You can really feel it at the end of the chapter. And then once she's, like, out of the the chamber, right? Yeah. Suspension she- tank, yeah, yeah. The tank, um, he gets back to business, so it's kind of like a roller coaster of emotions that you know we always all feel all the time, but it's nice to see it from his perspective. Blah, blah, blah. His
0: perspective. <laughs> I also think it's a really good insight into Jason as a character because Jason is sort of the definition of actions speaking louder than words. And yeah. even action speaking louder than than his thoughts and vulnerability, um, and each action that he makes in this chapter is just like screams man in love. And ugh, I just I live for it, you guys. It's so sweet. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about my idea for a segment: make the, make the friendship bracelets. Yeah. So we have a couple of contenders. Jason could be the best friend because he showed up to save Winter with the antidote. And obviously risked everything to do it. Cinder could be the best friend because she tried to keep him grounded during the travel and reminded him to take that vial before he got out of the vehicle, which I, I do think is a big, that's a big deal. Um, and then we also have Scarlet who could be the best friend because Scarlett was had the forethought and the cautiousness to protect not only herself, everyone in that sector by confirming sender's identity before letting them in so those are our three contenders what do you think i think i think scarlet I was actually going to say Scarlet too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like Cinder and Jason did some great things. I love that Jason was so willing to, to you know, do so much and sacrifice potentially himself and Cinder to save Winter. I do think it's very caring um, and and a nice show of, of kinmanship that Cinder reminded him to take the vial as well. Um, but what Scarlet does it saves more than just one friend. It saves everybody. So I just, I really appreciate that wherewithal and cautiousness from her.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I chose her because of of the different things is that, yeah, one, she's, she thought about it and like, wait, I need to make sure that this is the right person. But also too, that with all all of the trauma that she went through, that she went through and remembered to do that. Like, she took that trauma instead of, like, freaking out about it. She took it and made it a power.
0: And keep in mind that Scarlett has the disease right now. So she should be just as eager to get that vial as everybody else. Yeah. But she's still putting herself... She's, she's not putting herself on the back burner necessarily, but she's prioritizing and she she's realizing that she herself isn't the top priority. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that she's our friendship, our friend for this episode. Yeah. Yep. So let's talk about our chapter titles.
1: I said the distance by cake. Because I just hear it in my head. Cause J- it's Jason. He's going, we, we drove a speed demon car from one point to another part. And we're just like, racing to save winter's life. So
0: I chose sweet nothing by Taylor Swift. And it is, I chose it because of that one line from Jason about waking next, waking up next to her every day, because this song is about how, when you really love someone, all you want from the relationship is that person. And that is what matters most. And it's not all the other outside factors that could, you know, potentially hinder your relationship. And I think that that kind of encapsulates Jason's perspective of his relationship with Winter. So many people want so much from Winter, including her affection and approval. And all Jason ever wants is the her that matters he has never seen or cared what she looks like or cared about the scars or cared about the illness. His affection is for her and it's true and it's genuine. And it's not about what she could offer him. It's just about her. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I feel like this song is, is a good representation of that.
1: I like it. I'm sold.
0: Oh, thank you. Let's (laughs) talk about your um, chapter quote.
1: My chapter quote is from page 619 on the paperback. And it is, she was not a corpse, she was not dead, he was going to save her. Because I think it's kind of important for us to remember that that was our goal this whole chapter for Jason. Mm -hmm. Is that he is going to save Winter. He's going to Mm -hmm. do his doggone best.
0: Yeah, I also think that it's like we talked about before, it's just another insight into Jason's vulnerability, which we don't get very much of
1: hmm
0: so mine was just because i've talked about it 20 times already but <laughs> <laughs> memorizing her sleepy face the feel of her hand in his the fantasy of what it would be like to witness her still sleeping form every day yeah i just love it so we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our podcast besties and when we come back we will cover chapter 74 hey i'm amanda and i'm claire we're the hosts of fictional hangover podcast fictional hangover is a podcast about young adult and new adult books series authors and voice actors that is full of spoilers new episodes are released every wednesday you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts or on fictionalhangover.com remember the only cure for a fictional hangover is another book now back to the episode Welcome back from the break. So chapter 74, we're in Winter's perspective and Winter is waking up. Now, when Winter lost consciousness, she thought she had seen Jason. It turned out to be Levana and she was worried about spreading the plague to the rest of the sector, including her friend Scarlett. So she is waking up to. I I mean, I can't even imagine what her brain is trying to muddle through as she as she connects the pieces of what she's missed but she wakes up she's really hungry and the first thing she sees is Jason it is yeah usually his emotions are so guarded but right now his concern is open and obvious love it yes <laughs> give me a little bit of what Jason actually feels and thinks please he is a is closed space? book right what's that military training I miss I that so. class.
1: Absolutely. Quentin is not like that
0: at at home, but I swear uh, he must be like that at work sometimes because I'll see people he works with and he and I will like goof off or something and they're like, whoa, he's so different. And it's like, I mean, obviously he's going to treat his spouse differently, but it's just, I can't picture him being like that. So I don't get to see that version of him.
1: I think I got a, an even different view. Because I got to see. you're his friend. I'm his friend, but in what we did was way different than, like, what he's currently doing. So at work, yeah. he kind of has to be professional all the time. But when we were instructors together, like we could go back to the instructor office and kind of goof off every once in a while. Yeah. Or like just have like those serious conversations. So I got to see more of like I
0: got to see all of it, like yeah i get that that makes sense jason is worried that the antidote won't work um but they're also kind of on a time crunch because sunrise is on the horizon which means the coronation is coming and they need to get everybody antidoted they need to gather they need to get organized and they need to hightail it back to artemisia yep. i love that winter wakes up and- I love that, like, she's always frustrated with what she looks like, and now she's like, good, I don't have to feel that way anymore.
1: That's what I thought, too. I I can relate to that, because there are times that the way that I'm treated is differently than if I wasn't as pretty as I am. <laughs> if I was... Uglier. I would be treated differently and I would prefer to be treated like that than the way that I am now because there are times when people think that I don't know what I'm talking about in like information technology or what I'm good at at anything uh, just because I'm wearing makeup or something like that or I have my hair done. Do
0: you think some of that is also like blatant misogyny? because like girls are seen as a pretty face and not necessarily valued for what we offer intellectually. Yes,
1: yes absolutely. Yeah, and I
0: think you've probably experienced that a lot in the military because I know there were times when Quentin was like would come home and tell me about his day and he was like, "Yeah, somebody said this about Leonard, but I snapped and I was like, "Okay. He's
1: it's <laughs> such a good friend." I like he's he's a good person he's a good friend and he offers a very good perspective on life that is different than the way that i think and i value that Mm -hmm. in my friends yeah i know i love both of you and i wish i could have hanged out more
0: i know i want us to like move to colorado so we can be yes please come (laughs) (laughs) okay so scarlet and jason are bickering which is one of my favorite things i could listen to the two of them debate on how winter should be treated forever it's not just it's Um. not just
1: jason and it's jason scarlet winter is just sitting there like what are you guys doing what do i need to be here for everybody's just like so protective of of winter it's very sweet
0: yeah i agree so i do have a patreon comment from sierra who says I love Jason being reprimanded for coddling Winter because he's usually the one snapping at people. Second, I love Goddess Marissa uses this exchange to show how much Jason and Scarlett care for Winter in their own brisk ways. They do, yeah. Um, yeah, I actually think the way that they care for her is kind. it kind of balances each other out. Like Jason does have a tendency to sort of coddle her and Scarlett does have a tendency to give her the tough love. And I think between the two of them, they give Winter kind of all the support she needs.
1: Absolutely that. And the fact that, like... I think it's really good that Scarlet, just in general, is there and a friend to her. Because Scarlet and Winter didn't start off as the best of friends.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um... Obviously due to, to be fair, Winter
0: Winter had Scarlet in a cage. Well, so. yeah. I'm never gonna get over that, you guys. That makes sense. <laughs> but
1: also on top of that, like we to build that trust between the two of them took a while. And mm-hmm. the fact that there was trust and now that they are friends, that's really endearing. And I think honestly, if anybody's best friends in here, it's probably Scarlet and Winter.
0: Yeah, I think they
1: would be friends for life.
0: Yeah, well, like I also think that about Thorn and Cinder. Oh yeah, Thorn and Cinder probably do. I think Thorn and Cinder created a have a have a really great bond with, between the two of them. So the doctor decides to take a blood sample and gives her a drink, and he declares that the antidote is working. So, and sorry, let's go, ahead. go
1: back to the gives her a drink for her throat because yes. <clears> throat> when you when you woke up from surgery did did you like have a dry throat? I was very thirsty, but they wouldn't give me anything for a while so I don't remember it after my append my appendicitis surgery but my tonsil and noise surgery I actually do remember them giving me stuff to drink because they went through they go in your throat and stuff. And that was like in the early 2000s when they did that. So it's it's just funny to like have that reflection of like, man, I remember I remember my tonsiloid surgery, but I don't remember when I got my re- my appendix removed them giving me anything to drink. Um it's really nice to have that drink of water or like a popsicle or something after surgery or after you wake up cuz it's just wow.
0: Well, because the mask actually does cause a lot of, like, dryness. Because I remember my face was dry and um, my my nose, like, my nostrils were really dry for a few mm-hmm. days. And my surgery was only, like, two or three hours long.
1: I don't remember how long either of those surgeries were.
0: I mean, I was asleep for all of it. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. I do think it's interesting Because I want to know how the suspension tank works. Right. Because she's underwater during that time. Yeah, so how does she breathe? So I feel like her skin would also be irritated. She does mention that she feels oily.
1: Yeah, yeah. So yeah. But that's just something I wanted to bring up is like, it gives her something to drink for her throat. It was nice. Yeah.
0: So... Cinder starts distributing the antidote throughout the sector, which gives Jason and Winter a moment to have together. I love that he, like, carries her to the washroom. Yeah. Uh, And I also love that he's like, I'm not leaving. You're just going to have to bathe in your clothes because I'm not leaving. Now, I will ask, if this wasn't, like, a PG-13 book, do we think that that would even be included? Like, oh, you're bathing in your dress so that he won't see her, like, without I, Like, if this was, like, an adult book, do we think they would even think to mention something like that? I absolutely
1: read it and then saw that she was still in her dress, and I was like, no, she isn't. And I just wrote
0: that part. Uh, so, but... Okay, so that was my experience, too. Yeah. Maybe it's because I'm
1: an adult. I don't know. But...
0: I mean, they're adults, too. Winter's 18, Jason's 20. As so... Okay,
1: then yeah, it's fine. And plus, sometimes there's like this huge negativity surrounding being naked. It's all very sexualized, and sometimes being naked naked.
0: just—it doesn't have to be. Yeah, Yeah, because it's it's a health factor in this scenario. It's not like a a a sexual thing. He's making
1: sure that she's safe, and
0: yeah. But I was just curious how how you interpret if you had the same like <laughs> thought I did that like I, I, I even wonder if there was a conversation like if it wasn't included and then her editor was like yeah but it needs to be.
1: Oh. Hmm.
0: And it was so long ago now I doubt Marissa even remembers but it is something I thought about when reading like well that's a weird line to include. Yeah. Like it felt kind of forced to be like but don't don't worry readers she's still wearing clothes. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm reading. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. But I do have a podcast where I dissect everything, so I think it's fine. Well, and
1: then like <laughs> the, the more you say it, the more I'm like, imagine having to get out of the bathtub with a
0: heavy dress. Yeah, a soaking wet dress that's dirty and oily because of how she's been in the tank for so long. Like, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah,
1: just. I would just take it off. I don't care who's seeing me. Just that's just my personal opinion. But I have also gone through BMT and
0: been naked in front of
1: like fifty nine other people, women. But
0: well, and she's also raised as a princess, so she probably has a certain level of decorum, right? See, that's
1: interesting that you bring that up. So, one of my favorite books growing up, and actually own it on my uh, Amazon Kindle is the Marie Antoinette like Royal Diaries book and it goes in. Ooh, I haven't read that. Yeah, the Royal Diaries are kind of fun. They it talks, she talks about how transitioning from the Austrian court to the French court, how it's different because back home or in her former life, she was allowed to bathe herself, and then she goes to the French court where people bathe her. And so, Ooh. maybe Winter had people that bathed her. We don't really know. Oh, so. that's a good point.
0: No, we do know. Didn't they? Wasn't there a chapter where they were talking about, like, the oils and stuff they were oh, putting in her back? Yeah. Let me see. No, you're
1: right. I. It's been a while since I've read the book as a whole. And by the way, like I say read the book as a whole. I listened to the book.
0: Yeah. I listened to the books and I've read them, listened to it. They're all perfect. uh, But I feel like there was a chapter early on where there was an open discussion about like, she was, she was narrating and it was that they were like putting oils and stuff in her back. Maybe I'm getting that mixed up with, um, Lavana's story.
1: I don't know. I feel like you're right.
0: It sounds familiar.
1: But, like, that wouldn't be so far out of the realm of being a royal, is dealing with or doing something like that. So, just being dressed, just it. I agree with you. It was a weird thing to put in there when I read it. I was like, that's not accurate, and flipped the page. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Okay, so I did I did find something. So I'm not wrong or right. Okay. In chapter 18, the mates help her dress. They do her hair. They put oil on her, her body, and they help her dress. And they um, don't put any makeup on her. She's very clear about not wanting any makeup. But it doesn't necessarily say that they bathe her. But they do put oils on her skin. So, and, they're, and that's not very Right. So she wouldn't be – oh, wait – Chapter three, it says Winter allowed the servants to bathe her and dress her in pale pink silk. So so she is used to being naked in a bath setting in front of others. And I feel like at this point in their relationship and after what we just saw with the tank and stuff, Winter would not be self-conscious in front of Jason. I could be wrong about that. But I feel like that would be like one of the few people that she was really comfortable with and i still again i don't mean this in his sexual way she's just taking a bath
1: yeah it's i think i think you might be on the money with like hey we have to put this in here because it's a pg-13 book it's a young adult book yeah um people if you have uh, another
0: opinion email me princekyfampod at com. um and let me know but i think that i think i think yeah i think it's our speculation that it's we have to remember the setting and the the target audience yeah Yeah. So Winter recalls their kiss Mm. and her confession of love. And I love that Jason says he doesn't see the disease, he only sees her. Yeah. Um, And that's pretty much how it ends. You know, they have a couple cute things that they say to each other. Um, And then Jason says he likes worrying about her and he kisses her forehead. And Winter asks if he'll stay a guard. Even after Celine becomes queen. And he says he'll always protect winter. But I want to know what do you think realistically, like, what do you think he would want to do? Like, Celine becomes queen. He doesn't have to be a guard anymore. He can do whatever he wants with his life. He has like the whole world at his fingertips or whatever you want to call it. So, like, what do you think would be the best choice for him, like, moving forward in his life?
1: I think he'd probably be a spectacular trainer for new guards coming on for Celine, Mm -hmm. and also being a spouse for Winter. I think uh, deepening their relationship on a not-so-professional level, first.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't have to be a guard to be protective of someone. Quentin's very protective of me, and that's not even remotely his role in the service. Brandon's so protective. But also, like, my sisters and I are pretty protective of each other. So, I mean, I, I think that he could easily be like her silent protector without being a guard. And I wonder if a part of him, especially after being at the med clinic and seeing like that he would have that if he had become a doctor like he originally wanted, he wouldn't be helping people. He would be doing experiments on unconscious shells. Like, I wonder if after seeing that, it wouldn't be his dream to be a doctor anymore. Like, maybe he'd find a new dream. Yeah. Yeah, and obviously this will come. You know, this the, we're spoiler free, so there's more to discuss later. But at this point in our journey through the series, I think that's something to speculate. Oh so let's talk about chapter titles for this one. I
1: said "Breathe" two a.m. by Anna Nalik. Just kind of for me, it just kind of felt right, just because we're like. And winters winter always feels very peaceful whenever we read winter. Yeah. And serene. Yeah. It's it's very peaceful, very serene. That's a good that's such a great adjective. This is why you're the writer here. Yay. <laughs> 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 I always feel very refreshed with with winter too. She's very very soothing. The I the only thing that I don't particularly care about when winter is talking about herself is the way that she talks about herself. But that's because it's more of a self-reflection on my own self and how I talk about myself. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't really relate to the the song that I picked or the chapter title, but it's just something that like constantly is in the background of my head. And I didn't really kind of realize it until today.
0: Yeah, I get that. I feel that.
1: What was your song title?
0: So I went old school, you guys. I chose Worldwide by Big Time Rush, which is one of my favorite songs. (laughs) I love this idea of thinking about someone no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, they consume your thoughts. And one line in particular that sticks up to me is, um, tuck you in every night on the phone. (laughs) Because that's when you're separated from the person that you love, that's the only way that you can say goodnight to each other is over the phone, as Ashley and her husband know, because they used to fall asleep talking on the phone to each other um, and FaceTiming, right? Oh, yeah. That was the first year and a half of our marriage. So I feel like this kind of reminds me of Jason's insight where he – he talked about wanting to wake up next to her every day. That line very much reminded me of tucking you in every night over the phone. Obviously there's more lyrics and it's just a really beautiful song, but that, that I made that connection almost instantly when reading through this chapter. I like it. Thanks. I'm so-, so let's talk about your chapter. Quote. My chapter
1: quote. So my quote for this chapter was, <laughs> I'm
0: just going to mute myself.
1: <laughs> so my chapter quote was, Welcome Back Crazy, and it was Scarlet who wrote it, or who said it, and I don't know, it just feels it feels very Scarlet. And mm-hmm. she's just like, hey Winter, you're crazy, I like you. So she gives her that endearment. It
0: just feels endearing. It does. And I know that the word crazy has become sort of pejorative over the years but i think that in this context it's meant affectionately and perhaps i want to look at it as the way it was intended and not how it might be perceived
1: that makes sense to me
0: yeah so mine was it felt good to be together for a moment at least i mean that kind of describes this whole chapter and the previous chapter too yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whatever time they can get together, it's just beautiful. It and that small hint of togetherness is is kind of what they've always had because they were always stolen glances and secret touches when no one was looking. Oh, yeah. So this is kind of what they're used to. Absolutely. Yeah. So this week we had one Easter egg. I know those are becoming fewer and fewer. I have gotten a couple messages about that. The reason that the Easter eggs are becoming fewer and fewer is because there's like 200 pages left in this book, you guys. There's not a lot to spoil. There really isn't. And Stars Above and the graphic novels were written after the fact. She did not put in clues because she wasn't planning on writing them. So I I just, that's why there's no Easter eggs. It's because it's hard for there to be a tr- like a, a foreshadowing of something that's going to happen in three chapters. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So the bonus word hair appeared six times, the bonus word scars appeared twice, and she had one hallucination. Next time we are going to cover chapters 75, 76, and 77. You can find links for our guests and our featured fan artists in the show notes. Follow on Instagram, rate, review, and subscribe. Check out Patreon for a chance to be a guest on an episode with me and more fun perks. Ashley, where can people find you on social media if they would like to do so? They
1: are able to find me on Instagram. It should be ashmash93. Still, I'm not super active on Instagram these days due to some personal issues. But um, if you want to follow and look at all my pictures that I have posted um, go ahead. I'm hoping that maybe someday I will get back into my sewing groove and put some more stuff up there.
0: That would be fun, that would be fun. yeah. Thank you for doing this. You're welcome. (laughs) I get so excited. I know I get to talk to you a lot more than like our listeners do. So I get excited for listeners, especially like OG listeners who've been there since you were still like a weekly co-host. So I feel like they probably get really excited when you come on. I hope so.
1: I like being on. Yeah. I love being here.
0: Listeners, thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting the podcast. I cannot believe we've had four years of this podcast.
1: I can't believe it either I mean
0: yeah especially because we almost didn't survive COVID a lot of podcasts started in COVID and then didn't survive when the world kind of clicked back on yeah. but this podcast started a year before COVID
1: and then yeah COVID hit and
0: yeah it made it very difficult to to record and schedule and yeah I, God, I just can't believe we're at four years that's crazy to me
1: it, yeah I, I didn't realize it had been that long a hundred percent yeah that's it went by so fast i've known you for like five years now i think (laughs) yeah which is also
0: kind of crazy because i feel like i've known you forever but i feel like that's we just have one of those connections oh yeah for sure yeah but anyways keep reading keep listening and until next time don't get glamored bye (laughs) the topics discussed today are from winter by marissa meyer This podcast is hosted and produced by Bethany Finger. Today's special guest was Ashley Tanner. The intro outro music was composed by Emma Pavo, and the logo art was created by Sunlit Tangles on Instagram. Thank you for listening. Getting sleepy? Your CPAP mask is clamped tightly to your face. You will not toss and turn through the whooshing. You will not throw the mask. It's not working, Harold. People who struggle with CPAP have partners who struggle too. Luckily, now there's Inspire. No mask, no hose, just sleep. When I snap my fingers, you will remember to visit InspireSleep.com. Inspire is not for everyone. Talk to your doctor to see if it's right for you, and review important safety information at InspireSleep.com.